0: Miracy. Hi, I'm Sam Bennett, and you're listening to Making It. I'm a teacher and a writer and a coach and a mentor, and I help highly creative people bring their big ideas to life. My mother is here visiting, and we were just talking about the first play I remember doing was when I was in kindergarten, so I'm four. And I was saying, I remember doing a production of Stone Soup. And my mother says, oh, no, Sam, you produced it. She said, you made them do it. You brought in the costumes and you brought in the script and you made them do it. <laughs> and I'm not sure how I even knew what a play was, but it made perfect sense to me at the time. I definitely grew up as the weird kid. And before we had the right phrase neurodiverse, we had weird kid. And I was absolutely that. I was five foot ten when I was eleven or twelve. I was very sensitive. I was very sad. (laughs) I was not exactly a member of the Happy Childhood Club. And it was absolutely hard. And I kept promising myself, you know, like, today I'm going to be normal. Today I'm going to fit in. Today I'm going to have a conversation with one of the popular kids. I can do it. And boy, could I not. (laughs) And it's one of the things I loved about being a theater kid is the theater and theater teachers, I believe, save lives every day. The fact that no matter how hard things were at home or how hard things were in the classroom, when I got to drama class, when I got to after school theater camp, when I got to summer theater camp, I was with my people and I wasn't weird. All the things that meant, you know, she's too distractible, she's too moody, she's too sensitive. I was called precocious. I was called an old soul. I was just very mature. And really the word I heard most often, and if you really want to damage a young girl's self-esteem, try this one. Just keep telling her how big she is. My, you're big. You're so big. You're so tall. You're so tall for your age. How old are you? Oh, my goodness. You are so big. Yeah, that made me feel pretty. (laughs) Then there's my little sister. Then there's my little sister who was blonde and blue-eyed and cute as a button. And so she was pretty and I was weird. (laughs) And my sister, like many people who look very normal on the outside, is also deeply weird. So don't let anybody fool you. Everybody's got their weird. And as it happens, the root word of weird has to do with magic. Like in Shakespeare, the witches are called the weird sisters. They're the magical ones. They're the witches. So your weird is your special. It's your gift that comes from the stars. It's the thing that makes you undeniably you. So I was one of those kids who went to theater camp. I did all the shows in school. I went to college for theater. I dropped out of college because I got a job at the Second City in Chicago. And then I went on to have one of those careers in Chicago and then later on in Los Angeles that, you know, went well enough that you didn't want to give up on it, but not so well as to be able to support a person. So that meant that I went on to have a million different jobs and gigs and projects and shows. And, you know, I did scarf tying demonstrations at Lord & Taylor and I was a barista and I cocktail waitress and I was a Whitewater River guide and I did voices for pinball machines and like you name it, I did it. And I loved it. And what I it was crazy and financially disastrous. But what I didn't realize is that I was sort of putting myself through the perfect training to be an entrepreneur. You know, if you tell a highly creative person that it's raining, they're going to stick their head out the window to check. We love nuance and subtlety and gray area and like really getting into it. We don't like black and white thinking. We don't like orthodoxy. You can't tell us it's got to be this way or that way. We're like, no, it doesn't. We're going to think a way around it. That's why we're entrepreneurs. You know, if you ask a highly creative person a question, they're going to say, it depends. Right. So this willingness to not just think outside the box, but fail to recognize that there's even a box to begin with. And everybody else is going, oh, you're so brave. Oh, you're so different. Oh, you're so creative. And we're like, am I? Because this is just the way my brain goes. No, I do know. And then one of the things I really love about the world that we live in now is this increased understanding and appreciation for neurodiversity. Like different brains work differently. And like I said, it's okay to be good at a lot of things. It's okay to have a lot of interests and it's okay to merge these things. I mean, I'm always telling people, bring what you love into your business. Be the plumber who is also a vegan cook. Be the vegan plumber. Be the yoga teacher who has a punk rock band. Let your whole self show up in your business because you'll start to attract the other people who share your values, who are also into yoga and punk rock and who need their pipes cleared and are also vegans. You'll never have to worry about marketing because all of your clients will be doing your marketing for you. They'll be out there, right, being raving fans going, oh my gosh, you've got to meet my accountant. They're a stand-up comic. They're hilarious. And she does a great job on my books. Like, how great is that? Right? And then you get to honor all of you and bring all of you. A Lifetime in the Theater is perfect training for entrepreneurship. And... For those of you who are thinking like, oh, I wonder what I could do to zhuzh up my life and maybe have something apart from work that's fun. Take an improv class. It's my best business advice. Take an improv class. Because, first of all, it's just super fun. You're going to meet super fun people. But so much of what we need to know about life, so much of what we need to know about business is part of the rules of improvisation right saying yes to things and making bold choices and not being afraid to fail and in fact understanding that when you fail you create an amazing opportunity right there's nothing like screwing up especially in a big public way to let people see who you really are so i would really recommend and also just keeping a good sense of humor about things because lord knows (laughs) you need it It's too hard otherwise. Improv is all about listening. Improv is all about making your partner look good. Improv is all about saying yes and and trusting the process. So, yeah. And also the other thing I will say is I do a lot of teaching online. I do a lot of LinkedIn learning trainings. I do Facebook Live every week. I have always taught online, Originally, first on instant teleseminar, right? Pre-Zoom, remember when we were doing teleseminars and then later on camera. I will tell you right now that teaching is acting. And any teacher will tell you that. I mean, watch me say the same thing over and over and over again, as though for the very first time. (laughs) And that ability to show up and deliver, no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what's going on in my personal life, in my mind, in my business, I can show up and deliver. Weasels could be gnawing off my legs right now, and I would still be here, (laughs) and you would never know. I sometimes talk to people who feel very sad that their family and friends... Don't know what they do or understand what they do or care what they do or even celebrate their accomplishments, particularly. And I'm like, yeah, because they're not your clients. They're not your peers. They're not your colleagues. They're not in your life to celebrate your professional accomplishments. You know, I don't think my dad ever read my second book. Like, I don't. (laughs) He might have. If he did, he didn't mention it to me. And I never asked him about it because he's not in my life to be my fan. He's in my life to be my dad. And Eventually, if you do get to a certain level of success, it's actually very restful to be around people who don't give a crap what you do or how good your sales are or how prominent your speaking gig is or whatever the latest you know badge on your merit badge banner is. But they just know you and love you for you because they're your family and friends and that's why they're in your life. Yeah, I had a client that was like, my sister doesn't read my blog. I'm like, who cares? She's not your client. She's not your avatar. She's not your ideal person. She's your sister. Like, let her live her life. Yes, making it means making me and making the most of the person that I am and the resources that I have and doing the best for the people in my circle, for my team and my clients and the world at large. And I don't think anybody wants to get to the end of their days and have everyone go, well, she was very well-behaved. <laughs> well, he never put a foot wrong. Never once broke a rule. Never once upset anyone. Nope. Aye. They had clean tile grout. Like, that's not what we're here for. <laughs> no. Nobody wants to cut to the end going. Well, they made sure that every load of laundry got done. No. That's not what humanity is about. That's not how we make a better world. No. People get very concerned about what other people think about them. And I think part of what we're saying is, yeah, embrace the weird, break the dumber rules, be conscientious about which rules you're breaking and which ones you're following. Make sure it's, if you're going to break a rule, do it deliberately, but with sincerity, (laughs) with with enthusiasm. (laughs) Like I built my email list on poetry. If you sign up for my email list at realsambennett.com, the first bunch of stuff you'll get is a bunch of, poetry. I mean, I built a six-figure business on poetry, people. Like, really, anything is possible. I won an award for marketing my first year in business, which was amazing because I knew nothing about business or entrepreneurship or email or marketing or anything. Like I said, I was an actor. (laughs) But it turned out I was sort of a marketing savant of some kind. And I have really loved the journey. I've really loved getting to know other entrepreneurs, being a part of the entrepreneurial community. I love writing books. I love having an impact on people's lives. I even love it when people don't like what I do. I was so pleased I got an Amazon review one time. So the book is called Get It Done from Procrastination to Creative Genius in 15 Minutes a Day. And somebody wrote this review that's like, "Uh, it's all this rah, rah, you can do it stuff. (laughs) I was like, why? Yes. (laughs) Well spotted. Yes, it is. And it's true. If you don't like you can do it stuff, you are not going to enjoy my work. (laughs) Walk on. God bless the unsubscribes. I feel like having made it would feel like looking around and going, yeah, this is good. Like I could stop here and feel good about it. And I don't feel that way. I feel proud of the journey so far, but I feel there's a lot more work to do. I mean, yes, I guess by my own definition. And do I have a life that is a full expression of who I am and what I love and what I think matters? In that sense, yeah, maybe I have made it. Yeah. I'm Sam Bennett, and you've been listening to Making It. You can learn more about me at therealsambennett.com or find me on any of the socials as TheRealSamBennett. Making It is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Just Between Coaches and Once Upon a Business. This episode of Making It was produced by Cassandra Toppervin and Jeff Govertson, that's me. Cynthia Lamb is a supervising producer and Danny Eney is our executive producer. To catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, please follow us on YouTube or your favorite podcast player. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment or a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Like the wise lady said, don't stay where you're tolerated, go where you're celebrated.